What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 237 of Smack Talk, presented by SmackoutMoment.com. I am Tony Mango, your host of the panel, and joining me on the mic for this episode is Drew White. <laughs> and Steven Wago. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't been a single episode in the past, like, uh, 200 that hasn't had something awkward in the beginning of this, has there? No. It's never like, just I been think... like, hi, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> I guarantee that, so, like, we've scared so many people away in the first 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Especially when there's, like, sound clips or when people <laughs> just say jokes that make no sense because nobody has any kind of, like, context for it. I don't know. I've, I've always had a soft spot for the, uh, Dixie Carter anal. <laughs> but I got to imagine the people that are listening to this and it's like, I'm going to check out this wrestling show. Okay, and, uh, you know, we also have Kaylin Ferris. And I said, two pineapples aren't enough. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fucking girl. So what you're saying is we need to redo this intro. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) If you're still listening and you're a new person, then you're awesome. And if you leave a comment below that says you don't like this shit, then I hate you. (laughs) And we hope uh, you die. uh, Well, that's that's a given. In fact, I hope that you die by the end of the first part here. Which is the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. And uh, we're just going to skip by what we have for the rest of the episode. You're going to find out when you click on those parts. They're going to be mysterious. Yeah, same old shit every week. But uh, if you don't know what the Ask Him is and you are new and you're not scared off yet, then the Ask Him is two questions that tie in together in some fashion. The first question goes to the panel and the second one goes to the audience. Backtracking to last week, we had some Money in the Bank questions. The one to the panel was, which superstar has been in the most amount of Money in the Bank ladder matches, which was Kane at seven. Question to the audience last week was, which three superstars won the only Money in the Bank matches that they were in, which were Alberto Del Rio, John Cena, and Seth Rollins. So let's break down who said what here. We have David Brown says, Mr. Kennedy. No, he was actually in one other one. He's one of those ones that I thought so too originally, but uh, Edge, no, he was in a couple other ones, and maybe the chosen one, too early in the morning for me to remember this, his name, sorry. No, Drew McIntyre didn't end up doing that. Uh, Christopher Marin says Del Rio, Cena, and Rollins. He gets them all correct. So does Dirk Amania. So does Declan Macri. John Trudell says the same ones as well, so he gets them correct. The Dominator 39 says Road Warrior Hawk, Tom Coe, and Stevie Richards. Some kind of parallel universe. I still probably don't think that they would end up winning. <laughs> Even so on who, opposite day. Who got it wrong then, other than his uh, parallel universe? Uh, the only people that got it wrong then are David Brown and... Actually, David Brown is the only other one. So, so uh, we have the... Awesome, we have the dunce of the question this week. Womp womp. Uh, Bobby Lesnar G86 says, Silent with a Doom, just ask Peyton to make our match. I don't have to be there. It is still my guy wrestling, so don't be a fucking idiot and act like you are a tough guy. So you know I did not copy the comments, and fuck you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> he also gets the ask him correct and asks if Peyton, uh, asks Peyton if his superstar's gonna be used anymore. I don't know. Uh, if Peyton... Uh, fuck you, buddy. Peyton well, still, he still has the, the character in there, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's really us to determine. I don't think Bobby deserves to know. <laughs> he could be in a dungeon being raped by Cocknose for all we know. That could very well be a possibility. I can see Cocknose doing that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, fuck you, Bobby Lesnar. No one uh, you're, not, you're saying a lot about his creator here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, but we are recording this episode very early. We usually, our early episodes are like Tuesday nights. This is Monday afternoon, but uh, Monday Wait, night. Monday? Yeah, it is Monday. <laughs> I thought it was Tuesday, shit. <laughs> well, later on today will be another episode of the Monday Night Raw post show, which kind of isn't the post show sort of anymore, but it is. I don't know, whatever you want to classify it on it's Twitch. It's a show. Yeah, so uh, maybe we'll find out. I don't know if Bobby Lesnar G pops up there. And lastly, to round us out here, guest five repeats what he's been saying the past couple of weeks with, haha, the fat guys. <laughs> I get- approve. Yeah, it's getting funnier. I still don't quite get why that uh, has been going on, but uh, I laugh. Tony, the guy, he's fat. Ah, uh, that's why. Hey, it's uh, too close to the meal guy. Hey, no, too close to the mic guy. It says copyright infringement. <laughs> So let's get into this week's questions, and I was going to have some more Money in the Bank ones, but since we have NXT TakeOver coming up and it's called The End, I figured maybe I'll go with that one. I'll throw those Money in the Bank ones later on in the next couple of weeks. So question to the panel here, which two wrestlers competed in the first match at an NXT TakeOver event? Cesaro and Sami Zayn? Nope. I knew you were going to go with that one too, because that was Arrival. Hmm. They didn't go with NXT TakeOver until the next one. NXT TakeOver? Let's see. The let's see the the first NXT, the main event was like Neville and Tyson Kidd or something like that. Or I don't know. It was something like that. Neville <laughs> and um, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Oh, okay. No, wouldn't that have been a rival? Oh, yeah. yeah that might have been a rival. Uh, either one. It's who's in the first match. <laughs> the first match at NXT TakeOver? I'll accept both the dark match or the normal one. Hmm. Because it could technically be either. Let's see. This was like May 2014, right? Somewhere around that. Actually, it might have been even earlier. Than so, that. The, so Charlotte and Italia would have been the main event for the women's title. So, so Sasha Banks is probably on the pre-show then, right? She was in the dark match. Okay. Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Bailey defeated Sasha Sasha Banks in the dark match. Anybody have a guess of the two chumps who were in the first match of itself? Uh, are either of them in the company anymore? Neither of them are. Hmm. Is one of them Adam Rose? One of them's Adam Rose. <laughs> it's the other Camacho. The other one's Camacho. <laughs> Adam Rose defeated Camacho. So what a way to go off from there, right? Uh, and for those wondering about Arrival, uh, Cesaro defeating Sami Zayn was the first match, if you don't count the dark match, which was Mason Ryan defeating Sylvester Lafour. Yeah. <laughs> so, question to the audience here: Which superstar has the most amount of wins at NXT Takeover events? If you know the answer, or you want to take a guess, or you want to say "haha, the fat guys," <laughs> leave a comment below, and we will tell you sometime over the next couple of days who is uh, the winner for that, and some other information that we need to throw out there as well. Uh, just send a tweet at Smartout Moment with the hashtag Ask Him or leave a comment below. And we're going to roll on here in part two with the hot tags of the week. Oh, no, I'm spoiling it. <laughs> so stay tuned, everybody. SmackDog's coming right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the rest hold. Just kidding. Ah, kept you on your toes there. You thought you were going to check out a, po- a spot that you didn't want to check out, did you? You, almost, you almost clicked off. Yeah. Ah, you would have not heard us bitching about Brock Lesnar then. <laughs> Tony, when am I supposed to stop rolling? Stop rolling. Because we're still stop. rolling on? Yeah. <laughs> Drew's rolling, 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 rolling. Uh. I hate that song. <laughs> 
Uh, well, you know, if you can read the screen in any capacity, then you do know that this is the hot tags, different <laughs> rumors and stories and news and whatever the hell else we want to talk about from the past couple of days. Oddly enough, this is one of those weeks where there's a couple of things we can talk about already on Monday afternoon instead of waiting until Wednesday night and then everything happens Thursday morning. But let's get right into this here with the thing that I just want to make fun of the most, because some of these things we can't really make fun of. Uh, but this is just ridiculous. I think it's absolute <laughs> fucking stupidity. Uh, stupidity. I don't know why I said that wrong. Um, but I wanted to put this out there just for the people that hadn't seen it. Did you guys check out this thing with Manu being on his deathbed? No. I heard he had the flu. He made it seem like he was dying. So the couple of people that were interested in Manu were like, oh man, like that sucks. And then he put out this video where he's like, no, nah, I'm not dying. And by the way, here's Snitsky next to me in the hospital. And Snitsky looks ridiculous. And he's just like, oh, it's not my fault. And we're like, yeah, we get it. And it just proves to me how terrible Manu is. So if you have any more reason to want to hate Manu, check out that video. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's not newsworthy. And he got you know, in the news and even to the point where now I'm bringing it up in the hot tags or whatever for no reason. And it's like, well, if he would have been on his deathbed, that would have sucked for his family and such. But now he's kind of making light of it. And it's like, dude, you suck. <laughs> I just hate this dude now. And I just wanted to put it out there so everybody else can hate him more. <laughs> so now that I got that out of the way, let's get into the real news here. But let's go and make fun of something else while we're at it. That Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy promo. I thought, I thought that was going to be the first thing you popped up when you were talking about stuff to make fun of. Uh, no, I, I wanted to, to get that out of the way so we can actually talk about this one. Well, to be quite honest with that description of the Manu video, you didn't sell me on it. I'm just like, nah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I saw the article when it was posted originally, and I cared that little about Manu that I didn't click on the headline. Mm -hmm. I was like, Manu's dying? Okay. I clicked on it because I figured maybe he'd said something funny during it, like, uh-oh, I'm on my deathbed, and here's, like, a, you know, The Undertaker is coming, or like anything like that. It's not, but he thinks that he's being funny, which goes to show you that nobody really knows, like, exactly how their product's going on, which ties into the Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy thing. Do these guys actually have any pride for this or what? Because I watched this twice now. I can't tell if it's supposed to be as much of a joke as it is. Or if this is something where, like, they really think that this was good. Well, so, I think the thing you're referring to is the promo package of them leading into their match at Slammiversary. Right. Um, I've watched the cut version, which was posted in the Mega Maniacs, and I've watched the uncut version, which is lengthened by a good few There's minutes. An uncut version? Mm-hmm. Jesus um, Christ. Regardless, both are terrible. This is some of the worst shit that I've ever seen. We've got Matt Hardy that looks like Seth Rollins on meth who was electrocuted, talking like a fucking douchebag wizard. Um, it Jeff, must begin where it all ended. <laughs> all like, I don't, I can't quite comprehend what I watched. Uh, these were two guys that I absolutely adored in um, the WWF when it was shitty. I actually really enjoyed Matt Hardy's run against Mad Edge when he returned. And Jeff's Hardy's run on SmackDown. And then we talk about how bad TNA is, and I hear people defending it. Then I see this. There's no defense. There is literally no defense. This is the worst angle I have probably seen in a decade from a company that has distribution on this larger scale. It was this that is, bad. This is as bad 
as backyard wrestling from 12-year-olds that they post on YouTube. Like, this was... There is no defense for it at all. Like, I can't... Even if, like, somebody, you know, can talk about TNA and go, like, well, they've got some good wrestlers. Yeah, they do. Like, uh, EC3, he should totally go to WWE. From what I've seen of Mike Bennett, I like Mike Bennett. But, holy crap, man, this promo is one of the worst things I have ever seen wrestling-related, period. And it's just something that, like, there's nothing good about it. Like, the story that they're being told, the way that they filmed it, the music that they're putting in the background, the serious tone, this whole, like, you know, we're going to go to this ring, and then there's this, like, normal table that's set up on the outside there that I'm going to smash you through. And And it just kind of, like, falls (laughs) over. Oh, God, it's so and they fucking ha- bad. The side effect that Matt Hardy does off the apron, they had to slow down and put in slow motion and shoot at two angles because of how bad it looked. It's so, like... There is nothing redeeming about this angle that was shot. This is some of the worst horse shit that I've seen. <laughs> if you've not seen it, go to the Mega Maniacs okay. group on Facebook and go take a look. Sorry, mm-hmm. go on, Drew. I just want to say that I was on the bandwagon of, hey, the Hardy Boys are overrated and they suck for years now. I'm glad everyone else is now seeing what I've been seeing for a number of years. I'm just saying, they both suck. And the sad part is, these two probably think that this, this was some of the best work of their career. I bet I bet Jeff Hardy, as soon as this, this was done, he was inspired to write a song. He's a, He was inspired to do his shitty paintings. And Matt Hardy just went and did some more meth. So... All I'm saying is it was abortion-like, and I kind of feel bad for TNA just because this is what they're putting out. No, here's the thing. We should hate TNA for this because they're the ones that fucking approve this. They probably wrote it. They, so, no, they should have been. They should have been a, a good enough like uh, distance from this. If it's like a Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy thing, they should have looked at the final product and went, no. No yeah, fucking like, way. You need to just come into the the whatever we're going to use as a warehouse now or whatever and just have, like, the two of you look at each other and just go, like, it's on. It would have been better. Yeah, the leader of the production guy that was putting the package together and getting it ready to air it should have been gone to Matt and Jeff and went, all right, guys, there is a problem with the video. And they go, what? What's wrong with it? Everything. <laughs> it, it gave me cancer. <laughs> so I'm literally on my deathbed next to Manu right now after watching this. <laughs> And Manu says, Manu can't afford a hospital, that's why he's here. <laughs> he's like, that's why he's not on a deathbed. He can't afford a bed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, this was the drizzling shit. So I've seen one person defend it in the Mega Maniacs group, um, the Gre- the dude, one of our fans from Greece. He says it, and the reason he said so is an extension of their work that they do on their website. Well, in that case, the work they do on their website is fucking horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> This is easily, though, like, the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen that they've tried to pass off as being decent. Like, there's, I mean, I've got my YouTube stuff, and my YouTube stuff's nowhere as good as, like, the the main, you know, like, millions of subscribers and stuff. And I look at my stuff, and I go, ah, crap, I wish that it could be as good quality as that. If you're TNA, and you look at this, you gotta go, man, I wish it was at least as good quality as the garbage we usually put out. (laughs) I... I completely forgot Slammiversary was a pay-per-view, and it's kind of sad it took this video to be like, oh yeah, so by the way, we have this pay-per-view that's kind of a big deal next week, we're <laughs> going to announce our Hall of Fame inductee that night. They did no promotion for this whatsoever. If, I, if I'm if i just now hearing that they have this pay-per-view coming up, they fucking well, the fail. 
I don't know if it is a pay-per-view. It could be a television special. It that's how, like, that's the thing about TNA. It's fell so bad into obscurity and just trash that I don't know what to think about it anymore. And if you defend that promo, please come to my house and I will spit in your eye. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody really defending it. And I really would love to see, like, the, the Hardys' reaction to this when they're reading all these comments and they're just, like, one single tear falls. <laughs> Well, Matt Hardy will just start crying and complaining about wrestling fans like he always does. And I think yeah. Jeff will be too coked out of his mind to care. So it is what it is. And you say almost everyone hates this. Not everyone. The lamest fucking Hardy fans love this. They probably ate the shit out of this. They thought that they were probably getting a secret. Oh, my God. We're looking to see what these guys do in their personal life. And this is so, like, themselves. This is such a bitter feud. It's going to end where it began. Yeah, what cracked me, the, the biggest thing that made me laugh about this video wasn't how bad it was. It's just they're marching their asses off to this ring in the yard to finish it where it all began. And they just passed the gardener that's outside the house <laughs> giving some planting. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, and I love the part of the video where uh, Matt's in the ring and Jeff comes storming forward. And it's like, all right, first off, let's just ignore the idea that there's a cameraman here. <laughs> this is supposed to be something that like happened naturally or whatever and there's maybe one of the maybe one of the gardeners just has a camera on him at all times it could be that and then it's like they cut back and forth and he starts like marching towards the ring and then matt hardy like leaves the ring or whatever and it's just kind of like oh god they, a couple things one do you think that they like watched lucha underground and how they do multi-camera cuts and all that stuff that they were like oh man we could do what they're doing we're tna it, yeah that's number one Two, is that fake baby the best thing about this whole, like, promo they did? Oh, they should have had Snitsky come in and punt it. Well, you know, Manu, we're all in the same bed with uh, Manu, so, you know, <laughs> Snitsky was there. It would have been great if she threw the baby and he punted it. <laughs> and he's just like, it was my fault. I, <laughs> and for someone who doesn't watch TNA, it made no fucking sense. Why the fuck was there a fake baby in there? Where's the real one? Who the fuck was that lady that they were with? Uh, that that's Ruby. That's Ruby Sky, Matt Hardy's uh, wife. Uh, oh, they they looks. They thought one of them dad. They have a baby together, so I think she threw it at Jeff Hardy because he's like, "Oh shit, my uh, ne my niece or nephew or whatever." But it I is. thought uh, he was. I thought that girl was calling one of them dad. And two, Ruby Sky looks like shit now. If that was her. Yeah, man. Ruby Sky used to be real hot. To be fair, if Amazing Kong had threatened me, I might look a bit uh, shooken up. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. Well, she got tased by the Hardys, so I think that was the beginning of the downfall for her. Do you, ever think, baby. do you ever think she looks at Matt Hardy and goes, what the fuck did I do with my life? <laughs> I love the Meth Rollins stuff that's going around. That. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Ugh, I feel dirty for talking about this. I know, I want to move on here. Uh, but unfortunately, we have to talk about Adam Rose for a second. Uh, uh, oh, for a second? I can do a second. Yeah. Right. His new name on the independent scene, for anybody who's wondering, is Aldo Rose. No. <laughs> okay, so the only time that that was cool was when instead of Brad Maddox, they did the Mad Braddox thing that we joked about all the time. Brad, <laughs> that was awesome. But like, how like the Aldo Rose? All right, so I have a problem with this because I hate Jose Aldo, the guy that Conor McGregor knocked out. So you take a guy who I absolutely hate and add Aldo to his name. It was great. Like I fucking hate him on a whole new level. But I'm not talking about Adam Rose. <laughs> I hope his middle name is Montoya. 
Aldo Montoya Rose or Alpo Rose, and he could do a dog gimmick now too. You see that Leo Kruger thing that he had going for a while was actually interesting, but then when he was all said and done and became Adam Rose, I was just like, ugh, you're so bad. Yeah, I guess yeah. that he's gonna try to keep doing the Adam Rose thing because his uh, email, like for bookings and stuff, is something like I'm a lemon. <laughs> so. Yeah, if you like Adam Rose, you'll like Aldo Rose. You can book him, apparently. Yeah, you could probably book him in your backyard. I'm done. But, uh, yeah, I think he might like do children's birthdays. Yeah. Uh, even if you have a fake baby, Hardys can film it. <laughs> Elias Samson has been injured at an NXT live event in a match with this new guy who's going to be popping up on Wednesday, Andre Cien Almas. Sure, I pronounced that correct. I don't know anything about that dude. Uh, Elias Samson's been kind of doing nothing for a while, but it sucks to have another person injured. So, um, I don't know. I, I got to assume nobody really has anything to say about this, but if you do, go ahead and toss something out there. I, uh, I will I will say one thing, and it's 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 kind of weird only because the last time someone like injured someone on their first real match in WWE was like the Samoa Joe Tyson Kidd thing. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Elias Samson, but I mean, he's, he's no, you know, Tyson Kidd by any means, but uh, you know, it's very, very, very bad luck. It's gotta suck if it ends up factoring into the uh, brand extension. I don't know how long he'll be injured. I don't know if it's like a well, I don't think Samson was gonna do anything, anyways. It's Elias fucking Samson. He needed to stay in uh, NXT for a long time, anyways, so. Yeah, also, we, don't, also, we don't really know exactly what's happening with that yet. They might have brought him up. Now I would assume that they definitely won't. He should be thankful that this injury probably didn't potentially end his career like with Tyson Kidd. So yeah. he, should, he should be at least a little happy. I have no idea why Elias Samson got injured, but Tyson Kidd could have died. So he, yeah. I think I think Samson will be all right with a, little, uh, a couple months off. I can't hear his name and not think of that scene in Half-Baked where it's like, I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> Every fucking time. Drives me nuts. Uh, let's go something sad here. Uh, Muhammad Ali passed away. I know it's not WWE-related 100%, but he is somebody who's been talked about as a potential Hall of Famer. He did show up in WrestleMania 1, and it's big news, and I can get some hits, <laughs> basically. Uh, I really kind of don't care all that much. I mean, that sucks for his family, all that other kind of stuff, but um, I was never really, like, the biggest Muhammad Ali fan. I never really got into boxing. I you know, value the idea that he was this big sports name, but never had a personal connection to him. Never really looked up to him as an idol. I don't really look up to anybody. Um, yeah, sucks, but you know, <laughs> Wago, what do you think about this whole Muhammad Ali thing? So Muhammad Ali didn't have the biggest place in pro wrestling, but he did dabble much like Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, so he, for a lot of people don't know where he got a lot of his flair and his trash talking and ideas from Gorgeous George, who WWE likes to bring up now and again. In addition to that, he actually had the only time that I can recall a pro wrestler versus boxer match where like one had fight the one style, one had fight the other. It ended up kind of like being some pseudo MMA match. And I can't remember the uh, Japanese guy that he fought now. Was it uh, Giant Baba? Um, it might have been, I'm not too sure, I just remember him dragging himself across the floor trying to trip Ollie over constantly. It was an absolutely terrible match, by no means go out of your way to see it. Um, but yeah, so, 
Generally, Muhammad Ali's not had too much to do with pro wrestling, but he has been the ideal guy to imitate if you want to do successful trash talk or just have a good way to promote yourself. One of the biggest guys in boxing, um, he changed a lot of how the sport was ran. He changed a lot of how the sport was um, treated from a journalistic standpoint. Easily one of the biggest names in and outside of boxing. Uh, sucks that he's passed away. Rest in peace. It was uh, Antonio Inoki. There we go. You know, I was like, I, I couldn't remember if it was him or the other one. And I was kind of like a tall guy. I knew it was a big name. I just couldn't remember what. Yeah. Drew, any thoughts on Muhammad Ali? I mean, Wigga pretty much hit it nail on. But it it's, it's, it is sad. A lot of people, I didn't expect a lot of people would act so, you know, like they care. Mainly because boxing has kind of became a, and on the back burner compared to MMA is. But... I, I appreciate a lot of people looking at him because, and he is probably the best boxer of all the time, the most notable one. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just leave it at that. Hopefully, he gets inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame soon. They probably will. Can't wait for that to happen. I'm just surprised at the outlash that there's a lot of things like normally when people die, everybody's like, you know, uh, completely they were an angel and other kind of stuff. There's a lot of like anti-Muslim stuff that's going around now and all that. And it's like, Have you seen the Trump know. thing? The Trump thing? No. A few months ago, he was talking about how Muslims don't have a place in sports because of something Obama said. And then as soon as Ali died, he posted this long thing on Twitter about how he respected Ali and what he did, even though Muhammad Ali is a, you know, most people know he's a Muslim. It was just something ironic and funny. You know, everyone who hates Trump just tore his ass for that. <laughs> but yeah, from one WWE Hall of Famer to the future one. So that was weird. I, I get why people would freak out about that, mainly because we live in a world now, at least in a Western world, where Muslims are, every Muslim is a terrorist and wants to kill everyone. So I can understand why some people are, are afraid and are a little pissed off for Muhammad Ali for no reason at all, but it's not that deep. It's a fucking religion. Well, really... little, little did you know that uh, every time Muhammad Ali punched somebody, that was a terrorist attack. Every time he punched someone, one of his virgins came to him. <laughs> There's different versions of Islam, not to get too political. You've got your normal westernized one, which we all know, and I know plenty of Muslims that are normal people. Then you've got the Middle East that want to cut your dick off for saying jesus christ so it's like you gotta separate the two and ali wasn't some fucking terrorist it's ridiculous yeah. also remember you're believing in a fucking book so remember that when you <laughs> yeah. Talk about religion. yeah you know what fucking for all the christians out there that want to shit on ali for being islam you believe in a bunch of bullshit anyway so I'll yeah you. and christians have done some terrible shit throughout the years of the world as well let's lump all the other people into like the harry potter people <laughs> yeah you know what harry potter fuck you in fact if you are anywhere near a book right now you're wrong <laughs> yeah you have the internet gosh you yeah. need to be you need to be at least five feet away from a book <laughs> at all times even if you have a textbook in school you flip your middle finger off to the teacher and then you throw the book down if you even look like an, a librarian well, if you're hot, then it's a different story. But <laughs> I mean, if you've got that librarian bone going on, man, or especially like especially if you're a man, you gotta stop that shit. <laughs> what the fuck is that though? Have you noticed that like stupid man bun hairstyle? That's oh, it's garbage. Cute. I went to get my hair cut earlier today, and uh, that was his suggestion. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Don't don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, the best of it is, like, people think they look so good with it, and but they don't realize it's ca causing, like, ma major boldness in people, so... I'm oh, gonna, really? That's yeah, even better. Yeah, I can't wait till these fucking douchebags, like, <laughs> 40 years old. And it's yeah. best, it doesn't just give them a normal bold spot, it gives them, like, a ring, and then another ring. Nice. Alright, so the last thing we need to talk about for this edition of the Hot Tags is the biggest story that's going around right now, and when uh, WWE and such... Brock Lesnar's going to be fighting at yep. UFC 200. Or maybe not. I don't know. He's also staying under contract with WWE. They are advertising that he's going to be fighting at SummerSlam in some capacity. They've got a lot of things going on here. Wego's been following this the most out of everybody, so I'm going to uh, pass this over to him in a minute. But at the very least, what I wanted to touch on, uh, the idea that Lesnar's fighting before SummerSlam and that that's kind of, like, odd... It's weird that this is a contract thing, that they would let him do it. And then, just even though it's not WWE-related, we got to talk about this whole press situation for sure. So, Wego, I'm going to pass this to you to take it away. You direct our conversation. <laughs> well, some people like to call me the MMA guru, but... Yes. Um... <laughs> yeah, I got his website. MMA guru. Christ, Tony. So, um, the story broke initially on MMAfighting.com that Brock Lesnar is going to be fighting at UFC 200. I was sitting there watching UFC 199, which was headlined by Bisping, uh, who is the first British heavy middleweight champion now, so congratulations to him. And before the co-main event of 199, they announced Brock Lesnar would be fighting. Uh, they had this cool video package showing all the fights, and then that famous quote from Lesnar played, Can you see me now? Or can you hear me now? I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, following this, so following this situation, fucking uh, one of the journalists that actually broke that story got kicked out of the UFC 199 event because, um, well, fuck Brock him Lesnar, for doing his job. <laughs> fuck him for doing his job. Apparently, Brock Lesnar personally wanted this guy Ariel wanted to have the shit kicked out of him, or at least that's what was suggested. Um, Dana White did the normal thing and just relieved him of his credentials. Uh, this stems from a whole background story, which, like, the Ariel's explained in length at about two hours. You can go check out his podcast for that. Uh, but following which, in the next few days, we had the announcement made. Uh, Mark Hunt is going to be Brock Lesnar's opponent for UFC 200. Shame it's uh, up, Mike. <laughs> this was following... Um, speculation that Lesnar wasn't fighting because the UFC was pulling a lot of material Brock Lesnar related down and WWE down, but that seems to be a false alarm. So now we've got Mark Hunt who has 12 wins, 10 losses against Brock Lesnar who has 5 wins and 3 losses in a match which could go either way but I'm heavily favoring Mark Hunt. So when it comes to WWE, do you guys think that it's weird that they're letting him do this? Yes and no. no. Go no. I, I was going to say no, because I, I, as long as WWE is not paying anything other than Brock Lesnar just going over there and fighting, they're not losing much unless Brock Lesnar gets fucking destroyed. It's free pub publishing. Anytime this is being brought up in public or on like news, it's being said that he is still employed by WWE and he still fights in WWE. It's a, it's a walking promotion. It's a walking advertisement. And I wouldn't be surprised. I doubt they will, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has something WWE-related on his, you know, trunks or while he's out there. Trust me, 
Vince is going to advertise the shit out of this in so many ways. And I, I know a lot of the uh, MMA fans do not like wrestling for, you know, respectable re- reasons. But I will say it might bring a few new people in. They might be like, oh, yeah, Brock Lesnar. He was a former heavyweight champion here. Just Maybe I should check real quick, Drew, you say for respectable reasons. No, MMA fans are just dickheads. Okay, they're dickheads. <laughs> Well, I mean, I look at this situation as there's a lot of positives, but there's also a lot of potential negatives. It's right around SummerSlam time, so one big negative is if he gets fucked up real bad and he can't compete, you're going to lose him for SummerSlam. He's not going to want to wrestle then, you know? That's why I wanted him to, and I actually made a post of the top five opponents that I'd have for Brock Lesnar the day before they fucking announced Mark Hunt, which you can find on (laughs) smartoutmoment.com. That's why I suggested Josh Barnett. For, former pro wrestler, has a business relationship with New Japan, understands the business. Had he beat the shit out of Lesnar, he could have rematched him at SummerSlam right. and put Lesnar over. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. Well, that, that's another thing, too, is if Lesnar loses, he's not going to look as strong going into SummerSlam. Like, it's, whoever he would go up against, which I, at this point, I got to imagine, it's got to be, like, uh, Randy Orton if he's back around that time or AJ Styles maybe or well no it wouldn't be AJ because he's a heel now um, maybe a Cesaro like there's not a whole lot of people left and then if he looks like a chump oh well, I mean he's not going to look like a chump he's still Brock fucking Lesnar but it's different story if he you know he beats Dean Ambrose at Wrestlemania that's the last that we saw of him if he would have went in the SummerSlam just with that he looks better than if he would lose. Now, if he wins, he'll look even better. But that's a gamble. And then what if he does this and he gets the itch to just go back to UFC more and he tries to renegotiate a deal with WWE and leaves WWE? Well, then, fuck. Then now they just kind of gave him the door. I think this is very much a one-off. And if it's not, I still think he could just be the guy that finally does the whole co-UFC, co-WWE thing. But you're definitely right. They're playing a risky game here. Uh, normally, I wouldn't be like too caught up on wins and losses here, but Brock Lesnar is a very unique case. They've had everybody lose to Brock Lesnar, right? Like the Undertaker, in pretty dominant fashion. Um, in their initial WrestleMania bout, which ended the streak, John Cena, which he literally kicked out of his John Cena's finisher at one and beat the shit out of him for fifteen minutes. Like who's beating them? It's uh, Triple H, John Cena. Mm-hmm. And Lesnar's got wins over all of them and has avenged those too. So it's kind of a situation where you're like, fuck. Yeah, he's better than everybody, including The Undertaker at WrestleMania, yet he goes and fights this Mark Hunt guy and gets, you know, beaten. Now, like if he like if he was fighting for the title and it was against Stipe Miocic or um, Cain Velasquez or Alistair Overeem, somebody that was like a top-tier guy... It wouldn't be so bad, but he's fighting Mark Hunt, and that's not to take anything away from Mark Hunt, but dude's still 12 and 10. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't have the diverticulitis excuse? Yeah. The only thing he's got going now is I had a layoff for several years. Yeah, then about... people will go, well, fuck, then you've been wrestling, right? And then if he goes, yeah, but that's not really as intensive, then it's like, okay, now we're putting WWE down. Like, there's a lot of negatives to this, man. And the thing is, like, the more that I analyze that fight, I think Lesnar loses. Hmm. I don't know anything about the guy. I have only seen, like, a couple little fights when it comes to uh, it. I've never 
I've never seen a fight where Lesnar doesn't get tagged at least once hard. You, you don't even need to be tagged by Mark Hunt hard to go to sleep. The only thing that I've been hearing that is pure speculation, and I don't buy into it whatsoever, but it could be like the one saving grace to this, is maybe this is all a deal to try to get Ronda in WWE. That's initial, that was actually the first thing that came in my head when I heard Lesnar was back. And if that works, then that's going to be good because, I mean, even though she doesn't have anywhere near as much steam as she used to be, Ronda in the, the women's division is, of course, going to be big news. Everybody's going to be covering it on ESPN and all that other kind of stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this as like there could be some wins, but the, the risk factor is so much higher for WWE. And what do they gain? A little bit of promotion from UFC? UFC people know WWE exists, and I kind of feel like they almost are going to talk down about them too. They can promote them and not make them. You seem know what good. though? They've probably cut a deal where they can't slander the WWE in it. I would hope it's so. It's probably in the underwriting, and I understand why WWE wants to do it because um, John Jones versus Daniel Cormier blew numbers out of the water. They were expecting about a half a million pay per view buys. They ended up doing over eight hundred k. Um, you add for the fact that this is UFC 200, you add the fact that there's three title fights, and you add the fact that Brock Lesnar's going to be on the card. I'm saying this is 1.5 million and upwards as far as pay-per-view buys. That's a lot of people watching SummerSlam advertised on there. I would really hope WWE is smart enough with this deal that they have like full-on SummerSlam advertisements. And that they have a good plan for SummerSlam, too, because if they do what they've been doing the past couple years with SummerSlam, where it's just rematches from Battleground, and it's like, you know, well, we're going to announce the card, the uh, the go-home show of Monday Night Raw. They can't do that. they got to make this SummerSlam big. you got NXT. You've got a couple other things, like, around that time. They can cash in on this pretty well, but... What if, like, even when they're doing, like, uh, the interviews, if Mark Hunt is just talking about, yeah, he's been in WWE all this time, and that's going to make him soft, then that, that well, makes Well, here's WWE the thing. Crappy. Mark, Mark Hunt doesn't talk. He literally gives oh, really? one-word answers, and that's actually his shtick. People, like, find it funny. <laughs> and, in a, 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 like, after a post-interview, someone will, like, interview him for, like, in that there, they'll say, oh, so, Mark, this is what happened in this fight. You did this, this, and this. Did you say anything surprise you? How did you feel when you did this? And he's just like, uh, yeah. Want some KFC? <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, it's not even the biggest match you can promote. Hmm. Now, the best case scenario would have been if somebody put up a thing on Mega Maniacs, but I thought it was great if it would have been Punk versus Lesnar. <laughs> that would have been so good. Yeah, except they wouldn't have got it licensed by the regulatory body. That doesn't matter. The whole point of watching it's good to see Punk get his ass whooped. Yeah, but you'll get to see that at UFC 202, probably. But not by Brock. Although yeah, Brock's but... going downhill. I mean, we were just talking about this before. Our superstar scores, we're going to have to deduct him some points here. Um, yes, like, fucking definitely. Um, the more the more that's come out about the whole Brock Lesnar um, situation with that journalist is that Brock was really upset, and he complained to Lorenzo Fertitta, who is uh, one of the Fertitta brothers that own the UFC. Dana's just the president. And from Ariel's point of view, Dana was basically the messenger that had to tell Ariel to get the hell out because Brock wanted Ariel dead. Hmm. Like so ridiculous. This is the thing I don't get about that situation. It's okay to be mad that the leak went out because obviously you want your shit to be a surprise. Right. 
What I don't get is, why are you mad at Ariel Helwani? Why aren't you mad at, A, somebody within your inner circle that's let it slip? Or B, mad at the WWE, who I'm probably sure is the one that let it slip. Because we see shit slip from the WWE all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I just think that it's kind of shitty. This dude's doing his job. And if you were in that, you know, kind of field, any reporter is going to jump on any scoop. Because you want to be the one that breaks the scoop, because then people are going to go to your site or your uh, your newspaper or your magazine or whatever it is. That's the point. And the best it. thing is, they said you should have called us for a um, comment. Okay, you just went on ESPN the same day and said Brock Lesnar isn't returning. Then he gets multiple sources tell him he is. Yeah, he's going to report it. You don't just sit on news. Right, and if you call them and you go, do you have any comment? They would go, no comment. And then you have no story. It's shit. Probably not even that. They probably just lie and say no. Right. And then it'd be like, ah, oh, we got you guys. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, UFC and Brock Lesnar have lost uh, quite a bit of respect in my eyes today. Um, very sad to see the situation go out, especially to Ariel Hawani, who is one of the most beloved media members, and literally we're traveling from different countries where no other journalists would travel to cover the sport. So. Oh, and when Brock Lesnar had his book, Death Clutch, you know who he had uh, do the personal interview to promote the book? Ariel Helwani. Yet mm. goes on ESPN and says he doesn't even know who he is. Fuck <laughs> you, Brock. All right, everybody. Those are the hot tags of the week. Make sure that you leave your comments below. Tell us what you think of all these different things, whether it's to shit on some of the people we talked about, like Aldo and Manu and the Hardys, or to express some RIP for Muhammad Ali or the Brock Lesnar thing where maybe you know something about Elias Sampson that's interesting. <laughs> Leave those comments below. We're going to take a break with the rest hold and come back and start talking about NXT TakeOver predictions. All right, everybody, it's time for the rest hold. This is the commercial break section of the show that takes care of all the promotional stuff I want you to be aware of this week, and we throw in a couple other things as well. We're going to start off the way that we've been starting off the past couple of weeks because the 2016 Sexiest WWE Superstars Tournament is about to end. Round 4 is over with. Round 5 is going on right now. You have just a little bit of time left to cast your votes to determine who wins this year between Alexa Bliss and Paige, as well as Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. I am going to be shutting off the polls a little bit earlier this week than normal because there's less votes that you are going to have to calculate and such. So cast them as soon as you can. Wednesday night is most likely when I'm going to shut this off, maybe even Wednesday afternoon. Go vote now while you can. Please vote for Alex Bliss. <laughs> Uh, outside interference articles for this week, I've written up two that are trying to predict NXT TakeOver and give my thoughts on that kind of a thing, and another one ranking the 2016 Money in the Bank qualifying match losers, so if you want to read those articles, go to eWrestlingNews.com, check them out, and you can find them, of course, all over the place, but one of the main sources of that is the homepage of SmartOutMoment.com underneath the section that says Outside Interference. Next up is Smark My Words, one of my favorite comments throughout the week that you guys sent in in some fashion. This week, the winner goes to Raw Watcher for a comment that uh, was left on the tournament that I just mentioned a little bit ago. If Paige wins the entire tournament, then I would understand why Donald Trump is leading in the presidential race. Oh, and CCC. Of course, I am 100% behind Alexa Bliss when it comes to this, so very much uh, in support of when it comes to this. 
as far as the presidential race goes, that's another topic for another day. But thank you to Raw Watcher for sending that comment in, and thank you to everybody else who's voted and who's participated in all the conversations that we have all over the place. Tons of platforms for you guys to smart out with us, including our Facebook group, The Mega Maniacs. That's the spot where we goof off throughout the week. We invite you guys to take part in all the fun by joining us at facebook.com slash group slash The Mega Maniacs. The monthly mailbag for June will be coming up on episode number 240. So if you want to send in any questions that you want us to answer, whether it's wrestling related or not, you can do that by tweeting at us with the hashtag mailbag or shooting us an email through the contact form of the website. If you're going to a wrestling event, take a smart out moment sign, send a picture of yourself holding it up at that show, and as part of the Sign Me Up initiative, I will give you a shout out on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk as a thank you in retaliation for that. And if you want to help support us with what's in your wallet, there's a couple different ways that you can send in a donation. You can do that through the Patreon account, the YouTube's fan funding module, or the PayPal donation button at the bottom of SmartOutMoment.com. We also have two merchandise shops where you can pick up some t-shirts and a couple other things as well that are our inside jokes and such like that. We have catalogs at Redbubble and TeePublic. And I also have a Fanboys Anonymous TeePublic if you're interested in that too. So go ahead, check them out, see if there's anything that you like there. But obviously, if money is tight and you can't spread the wealth, there are a couple of other ways that you can help us out that we want to make sure that you guys don't forget about. Thumbing up all of our videos on YouTube, those likes actually help quite a bit. Uh, you can share all of our posts and our videos and such on social media, retweet us on Twitter, like our Facebook posts, leave the positive reviews on iTunes, drop some links on Reddit, all those kind of things help quite a bit. You can do those for other websites like Fanboys Anonymous as well. If you don't know what Fanboys Anonymous is, it's our nerd hub, basically, for movies and comic books and such like that. So go to fanboysanonymous.com to geek out with us. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, youtube.com slash fanboysanonymous. All Talk Show, who knows when that's going to come back again, but you can just follow us at All Talk Show all over the place, and you will get some notifications when we decide to do an episode like that. Lastly, to round us out here... If you are interested in joining the Smartout Moment team as a writer, an editor, or something else like that, you can send in an application using the contact form of the website, and I will get back to you with more information about it as soon as I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. That's it for the rest hole. We need to start getting into NXT TakeOver predictions. So, part four is coming up next. We'll see you there. Welcome back from the rest hold, everybody. Originally, we were going to break this up into a whole bunch of different segments, but we kind of talked about this a little bit ahead of time. We're not really too into this NXT card all that much. So when we realized that it was going to be a little hard to stretch out the thing to like three to five to ten minutes a piece or whatever, it's going to be much better for you guys to listen to this in one shot. So that's why we're going to stray from the norm here and just take care of everything in this one video for NXT TakeOver the end predictions. And uh, the first thing I want to address, just to get this out of the way, because we talked about it a little bit before, but now we've had a little bit more information. It's, you know, something to revisit. Do you guys think that this is going to be the last NXT TakeOver event? Since it is called The End. Nope. I think they're doing a reset, and we're going to see a whole new bunch of talent highlighted in NXT. Um, expect a lot of these guys to get called up. Well, what's weird about this is they're not really advertising it. So it's like, if this was the last one, that's kind of just like going out with a whimper. If it's not, 
then they're being really vague about it. Maybe they want to be vague about it. Maybe they're not too certain on certain things, too. Because I guarantee they pulled this fucking brand. I guarantee this brand split hasn't been in the works for like six months or something. I imagine it's something that's come very recently. No, I'm just getting the feeling with this brand extension, this is all USA. Because mm-hmm. if they're moving this, uh, moving SmackDown, that is, to Tuesday nights, they probably were like, hey, you don't really get that great views. If we move it to Tuesday, you got to do something different. How about we have, you know, separate people? And then they're like, well, if we do that, then we could do the Stephanie and Shane thing. And then we do that. I don't, I'm, the more time that's going by, the more things that are happening with this, the less, uh, the less that I think that this is going to work out. And I'm really getting worried about NXT in this thing. Because if they, force a bunch of NXT people up to the main roster, and then they decide to can this brand extension, those guys are going to get lost in the shuffle, and NXT's going to suck. I don't want No Way Jose to be the fucking champion. Well, I'm fine with NXT getting plucked of talent. At the end of the day, it's become a third brand, and was it really meant to be a third brand? I think that you can argue that a little bit, but at the same time, you also kind of go... Is it better to have a third brand that's really good to watch and for SmackDown to suck, or is it better for them to move up to SmackDown and those writers not know what to do with them, and then all those good guys suck? I'd rather them be called up and just give an opportunity to find their place than a lot of guys in NXT um, not get a chance to learn, because that's what I think is happening. A lot of these guys, if you watch, if you look what some of the NXT um, house shows are. You'll see a you'll see quite a few guys that you don't really see on NXT television. And I think that's because they're not getting the exposure that I think they wanted them to get. So, um, with the amount of guys they've got signed to NXT, I think it's a necessity. What about you, Drew? Uh, do you think this the end thing is actually going to spell the end, or is this just like that would be a better title than Revenge? <laughs> um, maybe. I. I understand why they would go with the end from the standpoint of this should be the end to the Samoa Joe and Finn Balor feud. However, I wouldn't be surprised if they both get called up and a couple months from now they do this again for some reason. So I, I know he, I know Wake is a little bit more pessimistic about them possibly ending NXT to an extent, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did something where it might end to some level. And I say this because. If they're calling people up to do this brand split, I really think that Triple H is just going to take over SmackDown, and that will be his child. That's like his baby, in a way. I think the NXT just becomes one with the Performance Center, where they have this weekly show, and you know they'll do these special events every now and then, but I think the NXT thing will just become the Performance Center. If they did something along those lines, I would not be surprised. If they don't, I understand why, but... I am a little bit more optimistic in a way that this could be the end of the what we see as NXT now. It might be a lot different here in a couple months. Well, Drew's optimistic, but when it comes to this card, none of us are really feeling it Not all that Tony, much. this is the greatest card in the history of NXT, just like every other card before it and every other card after it is. By God, it is perfect. And to all the matches fair, will be perfect. To be fair, the card doesn't look bad. It's just that it doesn't look great, and but, like there's yeah. a lot of rematches and stuff, and it, it's kind of it feels like they need another match too, maybe. See, this well, card feels like it's just fitting the purpose of we have an NXT event here, and this is what we're gonna put on. Mm-hmm. 
Which it does not fine. feel like it's got the build like the other ones do. Which is fine. I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but I'm like, I don't think it's going to be a bad event. I just don't think it's got any hype going into it. Well, here here's the issue with it. If you look at the at the card before it, we have two rematches. We we got rid of Baron Corbin. He's now on the main roster. Sami Zayn is now on the main roster. Is does Bailey have a match here, or is it just Asuka and Nia Jax? No, she doesn't. Which that's weird to not see Bailey yeah. wrestle. And I think that's one of the things where we have a few guys who have been staple, or and women as well, who have been staples for this NXT brand, and they, a lot of them are either called up or they're just not wrestling on this card, which is weird. And uh, one of the big reasons is Enzo and Cass, they were they were huge staples for these NXT tag team division and them being on these cards. And to be granted, to be fair, they weren't on Dallas, but just them not being on NXT is such a weird thing now because we've been used to it for so long. Actually, that's a really good point because you take a look at someone like Bailey missing from this card. Yes, she's not a main eventer in the typical sense that the women division doesn't really have main event as mid cards and lower mid cards, but in terms of like star power on that show, girl's a main eventer. Mm-hmm. She's a hell of a lot bigger than a lot of the names that we're seeing here. Like, I mean, I like them, but Ty Dillinger is not a big star. Well, Tony, you gotta you gotta realize she's not bigger than the person that replaced her in that main event feud with. Well, the no, Oscar. I mean, it depends on how many Snickers she's gonna eat. But... <laughs> Like, I look at this card, and, uh, you know, just going by the list of what we were going to talk about, if we were going to separate this or whatever, you got American Alpha versus The Revival for the Tag Team Championship. I'm a big fan of American Alpha, and I don't like The Revival all that much. But more so than anything of just not really being that interested in a Revival match, this is a repeat. Like, they could have done... Is it a three-peat? It might have been. I think it might have been. This might be the second one. I don't know if they wrestled on, like, a normal NXT episode, but they might have. But either way, it's like they could have just done that on NXT and this could have been a different tag team. And now I don't know what tag team they could have done because they split up Blake and Murphy, Vaude Villains are gone, Enzo and Cass is gone. So American Alpha really doesn't have anybody else left, but maybe make up a new tag team. But, you know, maybe do something interesting like that. Or, shit, maybe bring the Shining Stars down there. I would have been more interested in that, which is weird to say that I'd be more interested in a Shining Stars match, but... American Alpha versus Revival, either you have the Revival win, which I don't like, American Alpha wins, which is like, everybody saw that coming, or it's a draw, which is like, well, what was the point? I mean, I understand the logistics of it. Uh, title rematches are a big thing in the WWE. Uh, they make that clear every time a guy loses a belt. Too big of a thing, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I am definitely agree with you. I'm not going to argue on that. Um, so for the reasoning for the match, makes perfect sense. The Revival need to get their title shots back because they want their title. So I'm not going to argue about it from a storyline standpoint. I just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like they could have done that, that rematch the next week on NXT. Like, that's not like, well, we got to save that for the big event because it's so big and important and everybody really loves it. It's like, nah, you could have just pushed that aside. I'm not going to tell you going into this match that it's going to be a bad match because it's not. It's going to be a good match. It'll probably be one of the highlights of the night. Um, And I'll probably be a lot less sour on it post the match. However, leading into it, there's nothing I really want to see. The Revival aren't a like. The whole, I think the Revival keeping the belts for a little bit longer and American Alpha maybe chasing it and winning it here 
might have drawn more interest into it, but I'm really not digging this, and I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's just a lack of build, or if it's just that I wanted to see American Alpha capture the gold, and now it's happened. Mm-hmm. Or that it's just the same old. Like, maybe if there would have been a different tag team, there could have been a different story. Are you actually interested in this, Drew? Or are you in the same boat that we are? Those guys? Did you just call them American Apple? Maybe. (laughs) Yes. American Apples? (laughs) Well, I am actually really looking forward to this. I thought their their, their match at TakeOver was my second favorite match of the night. I mean, TakeOver Dallas, only behind Shinsuke and Sami Zayn's. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this match just because I know it's going to be a great wrestling match. I don't watch NXT every week. Uh, sometimes I binge watch it before and I just catch up then. So I make, so if, when you don't watch it for long periods of times and you see the match, you usually forget about the previous match. So I'm not really following in the same symptoms of, yeah, I'm just, I just don't care because of what they've been doing on NXT. I'm just looking forward to what they're doing because I don't watch it every week. And then when they go out there and do a great job, it's like, yeah, great wrestling. Go me. So I think I have uh, an idea here with your American Apples. That's how they can feud with the Shining Stars, and that's how you bring Kaida back. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, he who's wants gonna... to chew up the American Apples. <laughs> you know I what? Like if Carlito comes back or even makes a cameo in WWE at some point, we're going to mock so fucking hard. Yeah. Oh, you know, even even better, right? You got Carlito coming back with the Shining Stars to go take on the American Apples, and they need a third man so they get Jack Swagger. <laughs> And you do the world's greatest tag team again. Oh, God. I, I don't know. I will say one thing. I'm still pissed off that Jason Jordan wasn't in this tournament that we did to crown the best-looking male. Because, come on. He should have been. He should have been. All those people didn't vote for him or voted for him to not be in it. Glad Chad Gable didn't get too far. That guy was an ugly fuck. Yeah, he got knocked out in the first round. <laughs> Seth Rollins is uh, beating Roman Reigns right now, last time I checked. By the way, uh, yeah, people just don't see the uh, super rat in them. Nah, and I think Paige is probably still winning. Which, nah, come on, fuck. Uh, make, geez, is is the flat internet... ass no tits butt chin? Why is it that the internet fucking community ruins everything? <laughs> like seriously, I, I know we we could just say that they're, they're gonna be like, oh no, man, Paige is beautiful and all this stuff. Roman Reigns is overrated. Fuck you, Roman Reigns is beautiful. And fuck me, Paige is so goddamn overrated. If you're voting for Paige, please remember, Alberto Del Rio is getting that ass. You really want that second? Do you yeah, really just, want it? Just thinking, just just in your head, I want you to have uh, these three words. Alberto penetrates Paige. <laughs> Every time that you want to think about Paige in any manner, that's what I want you to think about. Yes, yeah, so right. And you'll soon find her very unattractive. So how about this NXT TakeOver, huh? Well, maybe replace Alberto Del Rio with Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it so much dirty. <laughs> well, now we're talking about the women with this. Let's talk about the women's championship. We have Asuka versus oh, yeah, Nia Jax. <laughs> and uh, we mentioned before, it's weird to see Bailey not wrestle. And it's also, I, I kind of don't want to see Nia Jax wrestle. Like, she hasn't improved enough now on like on we talk about not wanting to see a rematch now talking about rematches i would like to see i would like to see Asuka versus bailey right that would be good two, two women that we've not really seen go at it too much very talented in the ring both of them are over with the crowd 
and instead we get a sack of pudding. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was thinking of so many different things there. I'm thinking of like, you know, in the one corner is Oscar, and the other corner is just this big bag of pudding. That you just like tease off on and does some karate moves and shit. Or like, I'm thinking of how Howard Finkel would have announced that. <laughs> so. I know that sounds so horrible and disrespectful to Nia Jax, but if you're gonna look like that, at least back it up in the ring. I've been addicted to pudding. <laughs> um, there's nothing redeeming about Nia Jax. I don't see it, and people are saying give her a chance to get better, and that's fine. That's fine and all, but she shouldn't be in there with Asuka. And it's different. You can give her a chance. But not to put her in one of the only matches on a card where she's fighting for a championship. The match that she had with Bailey uh, for the title wasn't bad because Bailey carried the living hell out of her. Mm-hmm. I actually gained so much more respect for Bailey after that match just because of the story she was able to tell with her. And had you had taken that British crowd out of it, that match would have fucking sunk. Yeah, that, I did not really like that match all that much. Um, and I can't imagine Asuka doing a better job, or even as good of a job. So, like, no, I, don't, I, I don't dislike Asuka, but that's, you know, she's not somebody who carries somebody. She's, like, real forceful, and she's apparently dangerous. She keeps injuring people and stuff. Nijax could just be standing there and getting a couple kicks, and it's, like, snooze. I don't know what you do with Nijax, because I guess you can do the monster gimmick with her, but she needs a new wardrobe change, because she looks ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that blue suit in particular... Mm-hmm. You can't look like Grimace. Look, and I, and do you know what? She isn't ridiculously obese. She's just very round. In yeah, she's areas. not like. That's a good way to put it. She's not like obese and fat she's and rolls very, all over the place. She's, she's big. Just, she's just very curvy and awkwardly shaped. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's. I don't even think if she lost weight, it would make too much of a difference. Not Why without not? making herself sick. Uh, so <laughs> I don't expect that from her. But something's got to change, both appearance and in ring, or if not appearance, dramatically in ring, where I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because you can have like a guy like an Umaga, who's clearly not, you know, this muscular type of guy, but he was he could go in the ring. Yeah, if Umaga couldn't go in the ring, and to be fair, there was a period of time where he was having some shit matches, but he he improved too because he was working with um, higher level talent. Right, and he won a lot of people over. You've got to be, like, if you're going to fail in certain areas, you've got to be able to pick it up in others. Yeah, and, Nia Jax just hasn't gotten to that yet. And do and you know what? Partially that's probably because she's very green, but that still doesn't excuse it. You're in a title match, so either you need to be wrestling lower people on the card, or stop being pudding. <laughs> yeah, like, keep her with the Tino Sabatellis on the live events until she learns how to wrestle better. Now, she might end up doing a great job here. We don't know yet, but... Yeah, by all means, Naya, if you, like, go out there and fucking win us over tonight, I'd be glad to say that. You're not going to hear me complain. Exactly. If it ends up being a good match, it's a good match, I'll be happy. If it's a bad match, I'll just say I told you so. And I'm just not really looking forward to that one. Then we have this new guy, which I hope I'm pronouncing... Did you comment on that match? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Anything else you want to say, Drew? uh, I like chocolate pudding. I kind of go a little bit more for vanilla. Oh, I actually I like butter. Oh, my favorite gonna, butterscotch. Gonna, hang on, I'm just going to text John to pick up the button. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys kind of covered everything, but I, I just want to let everyone know chocolate pudding, 
butterscotch. Uh, actually, have you ever had like those like dirt cakes where people make it with like Oreos? Ooh, Ooh yeah, I want some of that now. Yeah, those are really good. Be right back, everybody. We're gonna get some. <laughs> uh, let's take a fifteen minute break to go get our pudding, and then eat it. And we'll, you guys, we'll just play some music in the background for you guys. You can listen to the sounds of me eating pudding. <laughs> it's just like, doesn't that sound awesome now? Not really. I hate listening to people eat food, and especially pudding. I bet that's all fucking. You know what? This is a stupid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I've got to stop myself, and I'm realizing that I'm talking about the logistics of listening to somebody eat pudding on a video that's going to be labeled WWE NXT Takeover: The End Predictions. <laughs> well, you know, if I have to predict anything, it's that I would not really like listening to somebody eat pudding. <laughs> Although, how weird would it be for the people listening right now if I just changed this up and you just saw, like, the screen changed and it was just you eating pudding or something? So, yeah, tell us what you think about eating pudding. Do you think you'd like to hear it? Drop them in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this new guy here, Andre Cien Almas, or Almas, or whatever, or Andrade, well, I don't know. Um, dude, that dude. Is going to be beating Ty Dillinger because Ty Dillinger is the guy that you throw out there for everybody to beat in their first match. Ty Dillinger is somebody that I like, but he ain't got no shot. And I don't know anything about this Almas dude. Never seen a single match. I don't even know what he used to be referred to as. <laughs> so I can't even comment on like whether or not he'll be cool. But I do like the idea of a new guy coming out there because there's, you know, maybe he'll do something different. Maybe he'll be really awesome. Maybe he'll be like, oh man, this guy's so great. He's my new favorite fucking prospect. Or he could be garbage. I don't know. I would assume he's not garbage, but who is this dude? So he wrestled in CMWL. He actually has a match you can check out on YouTube against Nakamura, which is by no means amazeballs, but it's fine. Uh, definitely can go. Needs to learn to cater towards a WWE style and not that Lucha Libre, let's pretend to be wrestler style. Um, so... And, yeah, because fuck you, Ricochet. Wrestling can be done right or wrong. Um, Just all flips and ballet shit. Um, I'm not getting into that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get into that shit again. But, um, yeah, so the dude's, like, not bad in the ring. I don't know enough about him to give you this huge background on him, but could potentially be a big deal in NXT. What was his old name? I think it was Lasombra. The Sombra was so much better. The <laughs> Sombra was so much better when he wrestled in CMWL <laughs> against Ty Dillinger, who you probably know as Gavin Spears. Or <laughs> maybe even Sean Spears. <laughs> <laughs> always like the CMWL. I always just refer to it as Camel. <laughs> it's, it's just camel. Oh, actually, that's just such an easy way of doing it. I'm going to call it Camel. And then Triple A. Ah! <laughs> You wrestle for Camel or ah? Back when I was in high school, we had our whole little fucking backyard fed like most retarded kids do. You mean Hardys? <laughs> you mean what? The Hardys? No. <laughs> and we used to cut. It was EWW. It was something like Extreme Wrestling Warfare or some bullshit like that. And it I don't I, I, I just realized, oh shit, it's the acronym for E. Oh, that'd be great if um, Roman Reigns used to have one, and it was all O's. And it was just, ooh. <laughs> Drew, are you any interested in this uh, Lissambre versus Sean Spears match? Uh, I am so, 
so interested in this match. <laughs> You're adding like new, new level like, to this. I like the snot level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was with Shambrick. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm, I'm interested. I It'll be interesting what happens, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm willing to check it out. I like Ty, Ty Dillinger. So we, we shall see with, uh, what happens in the future. If this ends up being a situation where they are getting rid of a lot of these um, current top guys to the main roster, then this could be like the debut of a brand new guy that might be your next NXT champion for all you know. Yeah, he might be. I like still he... think that's going to be Nakamura, but... I don't yeah, know. I think they're going to bring him up a lot sooner, but it's all speculation. Yeah, I don't think that they even know what they're doing. But we do have another Nakamura match. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to face Austin Aries. That one I'm actually interested in. <laughs> oh, fucking hell yes. I do like Austin Aries. I'm not as high on Nakamura as everybody else is. I still have only seen a couple matches, so I'm not going to be like, oh my god, best person ever. He better be fighting for the championship at WrestleMania. None of that stuff. But he has done good stuff from what I've seen. And you put him against a guy that I like, like Austin Aries. Cool. Never seen the match before. Could be really good. I'm assuming it's going to be the match of the night for sure. Might even end up being one of these match of the year things. Total thumbs up for me. Nakamura is totally winning it too. Unless Aries is like, you know, cheats his way. But I'm cool with that happening too. I like both the guys. This is like the the main reason to watch this card. Oh yeah, this is like, I don't care about Joe and Balor being the main event. This is the main event of NXT TakeOver. It's going to be the match the crowd's allowed us for. And Nakamura has had two match of the year candidates already. One against AJ Styles at the January 4th show in New Japan. And one against Sami Zayn in uh, the last NXT event. He's about to have another match of the year contender, I guarantee you. It's like, unless something horribly goes wrong, like someone bleeds and they stop the match. Aries and Nakamura is going to be sweet. Drew, what do you think? You're on the same uh, kind of wavelength that we are? Tony, I'm going to give it a five for the greatest match of all time. RVD versus... <laughs> Amazing. And by the way, we didn't put this in the hot tags, but that kind of sucks that he's getting divorced. Oh, yeah. So... RVD's, getting di- RVD's getting divorced. I think they've been together for like 14 years, too. Oh, Wasn't that kind of like one no. of those mean things? She had like cancer or something like that? Um, yeah, he was a big supporter of marijuana because that's how she actually like provided for herself. She couldn't eat if she didn't smoke. Hmm. Well, that I sucks for them. Sucks. Yeah. Shrug. Uh, at least the shrug when it comes to our main event because, man, kind of interested that they're doing a steel cage match, but we've seen it before. It's just that it's NXT, so that's no big deal. And Joe versus Balor, this is what? Joe versus Balor is seven? Um, I don't know if it's that much, but uh, there's a lot less intrigue going into it. Um, I'm a fan of both of these guys. I was very happy when Samoa Joe got the NXT contract so they looked like they were doing things with him. And Finn? Um, Finn I've actually fallen out of favor with more recently, and that's just because I'm bored of his current shtick on NXT. I want to see him do something different now. Uh, it's kind of that deal where when somebody's that talented and you see him in an environment they're better than, you just kind of want to see change. As far as this whole feud goes, the big thing was I wanted to see Samoa Joe win the NXT Championship. He did. I didn't see it, though. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> saw it. It was just like, but it wasn't, you You didn't get the surprise and the drama of a match. And 
I'm not going to fault WWE for changing a title on a house show. I think they need to do it more often. With that said, for this storyline and this match, which you've got to believe is the final if it's in a steel cage, especially the first cage match on NXT. Or is it the end? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You've got to believe that this is going to be the final chapter in their feud. If Samoa Joe ends up winning and Balor goes to the main roster, then it's just more proof that Balor should have, sorry, Joe should have won it here. If Balor wins the title, then great, more chance that Balor's going to stay on NXT. Unless they just vacate the titles and start fresh. Um, if that even happens with NXT moving up. There's so many variables here that it kind of throws me for a loop and I'm probably going to enjoy this less because I'm overthinking about it. But still, I've seen it before. And after their last match with the bleeding and the constantly stopping it, it killed it for me. And it's like, he beat him a couple times, and now it's like, well, was Joe's just going to retain here? Like, this isn't going to take it anywhere. This is more so, we couldn't think of anything else to do. Let's just do another one. Like, I kind of wish that Samoa Joe would have just won that second match that they ha- <clears throat> that they had. And that this could have been the the third that ends the whole thing. It would have been ideal. I think um, more is less with this feud, especially with how long it's going. You don't want to oversaturate it because this feud's been going ever since the tag team tournament. And that was um, the one after Brooklyn, right? I believe so. So that was like September, October maybe? So yeah, a long damn time. Ugh. So that's disappointing. And I'm just like, I want Samoa Joe to win. And if he does, then yay. Like, I really don't care. It's just, it's not good enough. And when the rest of the matches are like the American Alpha one, where we kind of just don't care, it's in the same kind of capacity. I think it's like the Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. Right now, I'm like done with seeing them. I just want to see them get brought up to the main roster and do something. Same with Nakamura and Aries. Well, I'm going to enjoy that match. It's just like... There's so many guys where you know they're just better than NXT at this point. Yeah. Like, Joe would be so much better on, like, SmackDown. Actually, I don't know. Finn Balor might be better on SmackDown. Joe might be better on Raw. I just want to see Joe choke Zack Ryder up. <laughs> just that? Yeah, like every week. Well, he can still do that on NXT. He still pops up every once in a while, right? Like, seriously, even if they don't have him wrestle, he can just be hiding behind those, like, big fucking moving storage boxes on wheels and just jump out and choke the fucker. <laughs> Sure, you got a favorite in this match. You think Finn's going to win it or Joe's going to retain? I think Joe's going to retain. I think it's about time we get that Finn, that Finn Balor on the main roster. So The end Balor? Ooh, I don't know. He's a lot better than Dark Balor, that's for damn sure. But Yeah, well, everything's better than Dark Balor. So I- I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's going to be a great match. It's going to be interesting to see the steel cage. It's probably the exact same one as they use at the main roster, but you never know. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's about time. Hmm. Well, everybody, if you were more excited about this than we are, then, you know, sure. Uh, oh, you didn't give your uh, prediction on this, did you, Wago? I realized we've been talking about a lot of matches and the few that I haven't given a prediction about. I don't know if you just want to go around and just, like, get a quick yes and no. Yeah, you know what, why not? Let's uh, let's recap these a little bit. American Alpha versus Re- Revival. I'm going American Alpha. Wago? American Alpha. Drew? American Alpha and Jason Jordan secretly won this Sexy Divas tournament. <laughs> yeah, he, won, he was the best-looking woman on the roster, for sure. Uh, Almas versus Dillinger. We're all going Almas, right? Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, are we all going Oscar retaining? That one's actually a closer one. I think Oscar's winning, but I would not be surprised to see Nia Jax take it here. Drew? I'm going to go with Oscar. Oscar. Uh, Nakamura, Aries. I'm going Nakamura. Way go. Uh, Nakamura. Drew? Shinsuke Nakamura. He also known as Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Doesn't apply on this case, does it? Uh, Samoa Joe versus Balor. I'm going Samoa Joe. Drew? Samoa Joe. Way go. Samoa Joe. All right, guys, those are our predictions. Leave those comments below, as I was saying before. Tell us what you're most excited about, what you're least excited about, and anything else that you want to mention. Uh, make sure to hit that thumbs up button, as always. And uh, tell us again, you know, I kind of like to get your opinions here and there about stuff. But if you like us doing this in the one video versus the different videos, there's positives and negatives to it. But I like to get you your opinions, too. So if you like it better this way, then, you know, let me know. If you don't, let me know that as well. And we're going to continue on with the last part here, the Fantasy League in Part 5. Stay tuned, everybody. All right, guys, Part 5 here. It's time for the Fantasy League. We don't have Peyton on this episode, but he told us ahead of time nothing really changed. So it's going to be real quick and easy for this one. We're just going to do some trades if we have any trades. Nobody sent me anything, so there goes Kalen. There goes uh, Peyton for those. But Drew, I think, might be the next up. I don't know. Kind of doesn't really matter all that much. But Drew, any trades you want to make? Nah, that ain't me. Wago, any trades you want to make? Nah, wrestling sucks. It's also gay. Fake. It's fake and gay. <laughs> and look at that. I don't want to make any trades either. So this is a great addition of the Fantasy League. If you want to check out any information that uh, I am not telling you because I didn't tell you crap for this for the most part, go to WWEFantasyLeague.com, which means that we're going to go into our plugs for this one, which is the same as it always is for the most part. Drew, will you throw out anything there? Uh, yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph White. You go to Ricky the Torpedo to follow Ricky Marinara the Torpedo Marinara Sauce on the Twitter machine. He's dropped so, the uh, the Rapido, hasn't he? Uh, no, that, that was his indie name. Ricky Rapido, the Torpedo Marinara Sauce? Yep. It's so and, great that you actually have a Twitter account for that, though. I do like that a lot. Unfortunately, Ricky Marinara was taken, so I had to. You should call him out. I should definitely <laughs> call him out for a fight. Hey, Ricky, give me infringement. <laughs> Anyways, so make a freaking Duncan on YouTube. Go to the Maniacs on the Facebooks to chill with us other cool casts throughout the week which by the way i just created a thing i don't know what i'm going to do with it yet so if anybody has any suggestions of what i should do i've been trying to rewarp the uh dunkin donuts logo <laughs> for future t-shirts design so i might make a mcfreaking dunkin one <laughs> Woo. although i still don't know how the hell you spell mcfreaking dunkin because i think it's like it's not it's, like dunkin donuts right it's ridiculous it's mcfreaking dunkin D-U-N-C-A-N? I'm just watching this video of the Young Bucks on a college campus. It's going around super kicking people. So, But it's McFreakinDuckin. F-R-E-A-K-I-N-D-U-K-N-E-N. Oh, E-N. All right. Well, fuck that then. Way go. E-I-E-I-O. 
Alright, so if you like what you heard from me here, check me out on stephenwago.com. In the few upcoming months as I get my life together, I'm going to be uploading more content there. Follow me at stephenwago on Twitter. And I stream about every week on Twitch. You can follow me at stephenwago on there too. I like to post a lot of MMA... Um, I like to play a lot of MMA games on there. I like to play Grand Theft Auto, a bunch of fighting games, talk about some wrestling why I do it, talk about some MMA why I do it, talk about why Clinton's an absolute bitch why I do it. So just stop on by, we'll have some fun, we'll bullshit around, get to know each other. She's a bitch. Fucking bitch. Do you have any uh, Clinton t-shirt designs, by the way, everybody? Drop those, too. I've been putting up some Trump ones, <laughs> and I uh, have a week at a Bernie's one, so I need a Clinton one, so give me a reason to... Or at least, like, a slogan that I can say to make fun of her. I'm going to make fun of the other two. You know, equal rights to make fun of her, too. Uh, but I just shouldn't put up a billboard with Apocalypse on it, I guess. Uh, for those who know that joke. Uh, all right, well, from my side of things, obviously, everybody check out The Rest Hold for more information about different stuff. But smartcoutmoment.com, fanboysanonymous.com, Tony Mango, A Mango Tree, etc., etc. Keep paying attention, because this week we're going to have our NXT TakeOver post-show and then we have the finals of the tournament are just going to be announced because we don't have any more matches left. So that might be coming up Thursday instead of Friday. I don't really know yet. Hey, maybe it's even going to come up Wednesday. Keep your eyes peeled for that and hit that subscribe button. Like this. Follow us. All that jazz. This has been another Smart Out moment. We're being counted out. Ah!